0: Welcome again to a novel evening, uh, the podcast where I chat with fellow book lovers all about their ideal fantasy fictional night. I'm Danny. I'm over on Instagram as Blotted Ink Books. And for this episode, oh my goodness! First and foremost, this upcoming novel—if oh, you love fantasy, if you love mythology—get your hands on Godkiller. Get just pre-order it. Get it and just you will not regret it. it sounds absolutely awesome. i am joined by hannah Kana, author of godkiller. i'm super super excited to chat with her about the book. i cannot wait to dive into her novel evening. i'm just super super stoked to have her on. Uh, let's go and check it out. a huge hello to hannah! hello!
1: No, oh, lovely to meet you.
0: And you, and you, how are you on this cold, cold day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great, it's,
1: uh, I live in Scotland and it has been snowing most of the morning um, and now it's the evening, it's all gone but it was nice while it lasted.
0: Oh do you know what though, you look so cosy, I know that people can't see this but you've got like your turtleneck on, you've got candles going, like <laughs> Edinburgh this time of year must be like superb.
1: It is is really, really magical, though admittedly I'm wearing, you know, three jumpers and I've got the candle going just to give the impression of heat. (laughs) I'm terrified to turn the heating on. So yeah, I guess it's, it's, (laughs) but no, no, it's, it's just cozy. It's magic. Just we're all going to have Edinburgh to just look like
0: Victorian ghosts from now on. That's what we're all just going to have to. I need the fingerless gloves. That's what I'm looking for. Yes. So when I start showing to work meetings with like my, my hat on and my fingerless
1: gloves, I know I've made it.
0: I have never been to Edinburgh and I, oh, it's so high on my list. What's your favourite thing about where you live? It's going to sound really I mean it's just
1: so beautiful Um, and it's so walkable you can get anywhere in Edinburgh and it just feels like the hills are really close like the kind of nature is really close they've got a mountain in the middle of the city um, so yeah it just feels kind of like just on the cusp of the wilds so it's on the cusp of all highlands in Scotland and the pentlands and rivers and lochs and sea. Um, I live like, actually quite close to sort of the sea areas of Edinburgh so I've got like swimming in that like, woody bay in Port Bello um and I've lived just right next to the waters of Leeds there's a lot of water
0: yeah oh oh my goodness it's really stunning beautiful now obviously you are about to have your first novel your debut is coming out and I do wonder whether you've been inspired because I feel like Scotland I have been to the Highlands they're unreal and I feel like they must be like fantasy just surely you just absorb that as inspiration just
1: breathe it in I mean yeah I mean Scotland is is so inspiring as as a landscape as a as a nation as a community um and like I love its sort of cozy hideaways and like the huge expanses of sky and mountains and trees and deer it's um is a magical place. And I grew up just in Northumberland, so just south of the border. Um, So also big green expanses and like kind of very stormy seas and a lot of history as well, sort of buried into the place, like just under the surface. Um, And so, yeah, it's definitely a a landscape for adventures. And I like kind of like hiking. I made my partner drive seven hours round trip just so I could show him Glencoe um so it's it's yeah you go for drive half an hour and you're in the most exquisitely beautiful places
0: i do i want to go back so badly so so badly it's just my eyes come visit i want to yeah my family hail from scotland uh, actually from fife um and i want to go back i just want to go back so badly so yes i will i'm gonna do it you're gonna find me in edinburgh like hello (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i know all the all the pubs that have fires inside it says it's my, my secret secret list i have in my head it's like which ones have a crackling fire and nice beer and a bit of whiskey and That's ideally awesome. decent view but or uh, good food
0: you know i've taken this as an invitation now right it is an invitation <laughs> to in i'm gonna do it and so firstly congratulations god killer your debut novel is imminent. I mean,
1: how does that feel? It's a month away, I can't believe it. Every day I'm like, seems fake.
0: I mean, how does it feel? Like, unreal.
1: Really, really unreal. I mean, uh, as with many writers, this is far from my first novel. And it's also been a long, decades long, cherished, cherished dream. So the idea that it's actually happening, that I'll be able to hopefully tomorrow when they arrive in the post, hold my book in my hands and see it on a shelf is, every so often it just really hits me how lucky lucky I am. Um, And also, you know, how hard it's been to get here as I think it is for a lot of people. Um, So yeah, it's a really really special feeling.
0: When I say that, it is so far up on my like anticipated list I'm so excited It sounds like an absolute slice of me and for anyone who's not heard about it tell me about god killer tell tell everyone who's listening about your book
1: well I mean so it's about a woman who kills gods for a living and enjoys it um until she finds a god that she can't kill that's the kind of the hook of the story that's kind of um, what drives the, the different characters to come together but It's set in the aftermath of a war between the gods and follows a quest essentially between four people um, who are going to ask for gifts from the fallen gods essentially in this uh, uh, ruined city. So I think I first pitched it as um, sort of a a quest as if in the ruins, like after the fall of Troy. Um, So yeah, that's that's the premise behind it. It's got kind of... um, it's got a sort of a revenge narrative, it's got a coming-of-age narrative, it's got a sort of your classic quest, um, and it's, I mean it's just, it's so fun to write. So I hope it's fun to read as well.
0: It sounds epic. I'm guessing that you've been influenced by some mythology as well, like it feels you've got that in there.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean inspiration comes from a thousand places, but the sort of really capricious gods of Greek and Norse and Celtic and f- various other mythologies um, who sort of drag humans into squabbles between them or sort of involve them in their own um, sort of petty needs and desires uh, was such a huge inspiration behind the book and I sort of and the world behind the book as well. Um, so those sort of mythologies and fables and folk tales and Sort of sharing of stories was was really um fascinating to me. I mean I think a lot of writers read everything they could when they were um well now as well as when they were younger and uh, yeah I was absolutely inhaling mythologies from various different places.
0: I think mythologies, are, I mean obviously there's a reason they've stood the test of time you know there's a reason for that because it just encompasses everything you love you've got a bit of scandal and sex and violence and mischief But it's got everything.
1: I mean it's like I mean it is the the tales that we've told each other over um centuries over millennia and the how we communicate with like how humans like communicate ideas and challenges and just ent- like share as entertaining as fuck stories uh um is is part of you know how the stories we tell about ourselves um and also things that we can't control so I think it's uh and also the way that sort of stories are passed around mythologies or shared or overwritten as well so kind of um sort of Christianity sort of trying to purposefully override Celtic and pagan stories and absorbing them into um, itself as well and into its own ceremonies. Um, and then sort of Roman adapting Greek-based gods into their own stories with the same and own names for the same deities. It's it's really fascinating how it's not only sort of principles or ideas or particular tales, it's also how they are shared and changed and reinterpreted over time
0: that and when I actually saw the cover I wasn't aware you were in Scotland but as soon as I saw that cover ah, oh, the Celtic vibes were so strong like as soon as I saw it I was like oh like and I think again like you said there is something you know I'm Scottish and Irish in heritage and there's something about storytelling and mythology and that's so like concreted in that culture but i'm sure you've absolutely vibed on for this book as well
1: absolutely i mean um i mean i'm come from various different stock but my my mum's family is irish uh my dad's family's from from eastern europe and uh, even sort of the stories sort of myths that come out of uh the own your own family like uh my nana would tell me pretty tall tales about her dad and like kind of um, her family's history and how these like all intersected and her brothers and what they would get up to. Um, and I just sort of, I quite enjoyed that self-mythologizing as well. Um,
0: oh, yes. Yeah, I absolutely, like my grandfather used to tell me stories of things that they got up to and they're always just a little bit dramatized. They're always just a little bit <laughs> good to be true, aren't they? And I love that. Like you say, it's our own little little mythologies as well. I think that's uh, why yeah. it's more cool to them.
1: <laughs> my nana insists that her father was um and she's she's very catholic but her father was the seventh son of a seventh son and therefore had
0: oh healing
1: gifts that uh he would be able to like, you know people would come to him for advice and healing and just and it's you know it's some of it might be true some of it might not be uh but it's all part of the fun isn't it
0: I mean, I'm, I'm so excited for Godkiller. I cannot, I literally cannot tell you enough how excited I am for it to come out. It just sounds absolutely epic. And I have to ask, are you working on anything else? I know this is, you know, you've got your first book is only just about to come out, but I feel like if you're a writer, you've got other stuff going on, right?
1: <laughs> Always. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, uh, it's, it's book two is, is occupying... Uh, d- I don't know maybe like 98% of my brain capacity right now um so it's a a trilogy it's going to be a trilogy and book two I mean there's such a thing as people talk about book two syndrome about how much harder it is to write and to figure out and connect and and the bastards were absolutely right I thought it was going to be like you know I've written so many books before and I thought this will be fine you know this is like I've written books around full-time jobs I've written books around burnout like I've it's just been like my my breath for since I was like a teenager um and I thought writing book two would be easy but then there's the fact that this is the first time that I actually really I have to finish this story over three books and bring it all together and increase the complexity and change the characters improve their character arcs over each different section um of the tale and sort of book two is the first time I've really had to, to do that
0: there's and, a different expectation for it. <laughs> yeah there's a different like expectation for you because when you write you you know I write as well when you're writing a book um, that you're like um oh, n- no one might ever see this like it's just for you, and suddenly now there's going to be a different level of expectation because you're writing for whoever's picked up book one and you know reads it and loves it. Hello, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're writing book two for me. You know, <laughs> no pressure is fine. Just... <laughs> no pressure at all or anything. But if you could just get it right, then <laughs> it must be so. It must be really intimidating to know that you know it's a different level now
1: yeah it was, well, yeah, at, at some day, like to some level, I think your book one or the first book that ends up getting um picked up for for whatever reason, um, you know, there's a huge amount of momentum and drive that it takes to to write into the void and to p- continue writing to persist with writing, even when you are um, being told no or being projected or having to manage it around family and work and life and you know for a lot of people it's it's your hobby or your obsession more likely um and so a massive amount of like fuck you energy goes into it I'm like you know fuck you I'm going to keep writing this thing I'm going to keep pursuing this this passion and it's it's hugely important to me and then with book two it's like oh fuck me
0: <laughs> oh I got what I wanted Oh shit! Now I've got to keep going. I've got to keep doing it. <laughs> like, um, oh know, it's, it's
1: such a, it's such a privilege. It's it's so wonderful. Yeah. I I really want to improve and take give the story what it's worth. Essentially,
0: oh, I'm just I'm very very excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for this trilogy. And you've got this. You've got this. No pressure.
1: Yeah, I tell myself that in the mirror every morning
0: you can do this so Pigeon now into. thinking about your novel evening i don't oh, want to yeah. pigeonhole you but i'm wondering if there's going to be some fantasy elements in here
1: it's gonna have to be yeah yeah i mean well sorry i'll probably
0: leave it to you to <laughs> no this. no no so i was gonna go right into it oh go. go go firstly where are we gonna go let's just dive in so
1: I thought really, really long and hard about this because it was, you know, what location? Where are we headed? And I, I thought through many places that I have visited before, many books that I've read with wonderful or dangerous places. But I, I really kind of wanted to talk about Lenradian, which is the city, the fallen city of the gods. And I would love to go there in its heyday, you know, where it's like kind of it's described as um it's a city of a thousand shrines there's gods around every corner there's gods of um i don't know who make roses bloom gods who live in the wells gods who um fix broken sandals or break other sandals like as in it's um itty bitty gods um of thieves and murderers and weavers and traders and being there at its height it would be in my head, it's kind of like going to Alexandria or like Cordoba or Baghdad or Seville, like at the kind of um, when they were the centre of of knowledge and of trade and of mysticism and storytelling. Um, so yeah, I wanted I wanted that to be the place that we go to.
0: I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it big, right? Like you know, <laughs> if you're gonna pick somewhere, I mean, I love the idea as well. Like you said, like the the little gods, the gods that you know. You don't think about. I love that so much. You've got you. We're done. That's it. I'm like I'm in. We're going. I don't care. If I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be there. Um. Oh my god. I love it. Amazing setting. Okay. So I'm guessing we're gonna have a bit of a party there as well. Like I don't feel like we're gonna go and have a quiet. Sit-down. Oh no. It's
1: definitely it's definitely a city of of parties. Like we've got the city of learning in in Midrion in the country. Like you know that's where people go to like talk and shit. This is a place where you drink and make merry
0: okay love it perfect okay <laughs> who's the and first as well i Sorry. know I'm like, I'm like i was
1: just thinking like because for me like some of these places like i mean like uh seville Palermo yeah. and sicily these kind of centers of knowledge are also centers of, of food and of different cultures of like um mediterranean and arabic cuisines like kind of just blending together because there's people from all sorts of places coming and trading through the silk roads over um over the waters through like different nations and that's kind of what i wanted this this place mm. to be and why there were so many gods there is because it's it's this sort of focal point
0: yeah oh my god I'm i just love food so i was like I could, I could could
1: like, I not mentioning food
0: <laughs> you had me at food and then you kept going and i was like mm-hmm. just keep telling me <laughs> what else I mean, that's the thing. Like you say, it's all about. It's everything. It's the sense and the smell. You know, it's everything. It's the taste. It's the sounds. It's just, ah, oh, honestly, I can picture it in my head so clearly right now. Me too.
1: <laughs> I'm like, take me there.
0: Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so we need to bring people with us to this okay. amazing city. Who are you bringing along? So
1: I thought about this because um, you know, you said it, you know it could be characters or it could be people or you know the, the goes open and I, I had a, a really hilarious chat with a few authors a couple of months ago um so Sarah Elarifi, Kate Dillon and Tasha Siri. we basically had this big argument over you, which of our main characters would win in a fight Ooh. um and so we've got like um Sila and Anor and, and Hassa for Sarah Elarifi's final strife and then we've got Sil Sarah for Kate Dillon's um uh <laughs> sorry I'm just um, thinking about her next book rather than her first book so Mindwalker and uh, Natasha she has uh, Priya and Bumika and Marlini, who are all you know it would be a big queer ridiculous party with everyone sort of all on the road together and you know we'd probably get into squabbles and Food and fist fights and a lot of snark, and I just imagine like us as authors just sort of waddling along behind them and being <laughs> eating popcorn. Oh my
0: god, just <laughs> watching this unfold. Yeah, like okay, we created this. What's going to happen now?
1: Okay, so oh, there's now there's a whole gang of characters here. So I, I I feel like on the way there would be some kind of fisticuffs. Someone would piss off someone else and they'd you know get all up in arms about it but I imagine when they got there they'd probably all go this is mad uh let's have a party and they'd probably all get drunk.
0: They'd be hard drinking I feel like. <laughs> I feel like these are not characters who are you know not able to hold a drink.
1: Maybe yeah I mean some of them probably don't drink but like I think they probably will still be going all in for um just exploring, there's a lot of like kind of leaders in the broth, so everyone will have a different idea of what they're up to, what they're there for, who they'll be talking to, uh, what they want to get out of the place. Um, but I could just imagine them all ending up, getting along like a big, messy family.
0: Yes, there's gonna be bickers and arguments, and but there'll also be, you know, I think there'll be some chemistry thrown around as well. I think there'd be some tension.
1: Oh yeah, that would be a hella sexual tension.
0: Yeah. would be <laughs> it would be it'd be brilliant. Oh, in that that's that's, that's the best kind of uh
1: yeah, the best kind of stories of you know a bit of sexy, bit of
0: yeah, histice, especially bit imagine. Of magic. Imagine like as the night comes in and there's lit braziers and things and you know, and all of a sudden there's some like looks thrown about, okay. <laughs> see what's going on here (laughs) i mean you know
1: you're in blender region what else are you gonna do it's time to to party let loose
0: there's that all of your guests are these characters (laughs) that's your party that's who's coming
1: i mean like this is like probably a reflective i mean less the orgy but more the party of i just love bringing people together especially when they are all quite uh messy and interesting and driven and dynamic. I guess it's quite like my family. Um, So when you get us together it's like it's loud and it's fun and the wine does flow and food does uh, scatter on the table Um, and yeah it's just it's just the best time and it's like the way people come together.
0: No, on occasion, I've been known to be a little messy and chaotic myself when it comes to social gatherings. So, actually, I feel like this is a party for me. I'm already loving the sound of this.
1: (laughs) But this would be a party where, like, you know, if you want to sit in the corner and just like have a cup of tea and just watch everything go on, that's fine. You can do that. You do you. If you want to kind of all muck in and start preparing the food and like getting out on the table, yeah, cool. Everyone would love that like and if If you want to get drunk (laughs) that's me if you're there coffee wine in the corner starting arguments
0: like go for your life why not so the question i ask everyone as well is there anyone you don't want to show up
1: i mean i'm i'm very much a, a more than merrier kind of person so i couldn't think of anyone specific but I'd just be like, no bigots, no fascists, yeah, yeah. no racists, no homophobes, no transphobes. Like, this is the the city of cultures. This is the city of um, adventures. You're not going to get very far by, you know, dicking around.
0: Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I love that as well. Just don't, don't be an asshole and then you can come. Don't be an asshole.
1: Yeah. Let everyone be. <laughs> yeah.
0: if you're and a have a good person, time. You can still hang out with a few Japanese. Like, just don't be an ass. So I think that's <laughs> that's incredibly fair. I honestly love this. I love your reasons. Also, I think you should just take a minute to absorb the authors. You were like, oh, I was just chatting with these authors about our characters. But absorb that for a minute, because when you get that list And so I was like, whoa.
1: It's uh, like uh, meeting like authors over, you know, I've met, not- a lot of friends through writing and through reading and um through my agent Juliet and um, also just like some of the people I've met particularly over the last year have just been the funniest wickedest more supportive group um of people and I think you know as a, a lot that goes into writing it's like and and readers which is about empathy and and passion and compassion um, and so, yeah, just just a huge number of people I have met, um, particularly over the last year, who've just been, like, blown my mind with how talented they are, but also how
0: fucking lovely they are. I don't think it's fair. <laughs> think like, how can to, you meet to that to be that talented and that nice? Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, it makes you sick, doesn't it? When people are that, that wonderfully <laughs> it's talented. It's amazing. You're,
1: you're <laughs> beautiful. You're talented. You're funny. You're nice. Oh, it's be really
0: my wonderful. friend. <laughs> I remember when I recorded with Karad at Milward Hargrave, and I was like, "Oh, and she's really fucking lovely as well." <laughs> it's just Damn it! So yeah, it. yeah. oh, a, you're a creative genius, and you're nice.
1: There's a lot of cool people in the world. Like, yeah, you know
0: what? I think Instagram just... and the whole book community and writing and it's got to be one of the nicest little corners of the internet. Yeah,
1: I think when people are supporting each other and, and reviewers as well of like who put their so much everyone put so much time and effort and energy both into their own creative endeavors but also in championing others as well and sort of contributing to sort of uh, activism or reviewing or reading or articles or podcasts and it's it's such like a an amazing community um I've always felt like kind of Oh, I really want to be a part of this, like, you know, properly. And now I'm starting to like sink up to my knees in it. I'm like, oh my God,
0: this is amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm sure I'm so excited because I feel like we're gonna see Godkiller all over all over the place. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. It's gonna happen. Like I know it is. I'm just waiting to see it everywhere because it will be. It's gonna it's gonna be very exciting. I mean, every time
1: I see the cover to be fair, I just, breathless it's it's so beautiful and the rest of the art of um the the main edition is, is done by the same illustrator by Tom Roberts um and he's just like he's so meticulous and he's so thoughtful and just like these color and landscape it's just it's just really brilliant um so yeah I mean it's screw the book, the cover is what, <laughs> what I want on the <laughs> Buy wall. Buy it
0: for the cover, God damn it. It'll look <laughs> great on your shelf! <laughs>
1: I'm just going to, like, paste that there and be like, yes.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, before I let you go and continue the rest of your cosy evening, I have to ask if you're reading anything at the moment.
1: I mean, always reading something. Um, I'm reading two books at the moment. They're actually, they're both um, advanced copies, so I'm going to hopefully be able to, to, to give a review of them. Um, but the first one is, I'm reading uh, The Revels by Stacey Thomas, um, which is like, um, it's sort of witchy and it's wintry and it's set in, I guess, well, I you know, I'm, I'm only about a third into it, but like there's sort of the last years of, of Charles, um, is it the first or the second? I wanna get his head chopped off, spoiler alert, of his reign. That's history, it's fine, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> Charles one, the First yeah I probably should know one. this um anyway so it's, it's about an apprentice um to a witch hunter so he's a playwright who's apprenticed to an ex-witch hunter actually um in the last year of Charles the First and it's kind of there's a bit of magic threading into it and potential and like and risk and tension and it's so beautifully descriptive um it's really it's really immersive um so that's yeah coming out next year and then I'm also reading, um, so it's kind of like a historical fiction with like a twist of fantasy, I guess. Nice. And then I'm also reading a classic high fantasy, um, which is called Dragonfall by L. Lam, uh, which is also coming out next year. And it's sort of um, what's well, like sexy dragon fallen angel. Um, oh, so so cool. it's kind of like um, Lucifer. You ever watched Lucifer?
0: I have watched a little bit of it. Okay. I can get on board with those vibes.
1: So it's like it's like Lucifer, but if he was a dragon in a fantasy in a fantasy realm. And it's um about this kind of like uh dragon who sort of is through prophecy and uh bullheadedness uh crash lands in the hu- in the human world in this kind of um sort of just a wonderful fantasy beautifully built um fantasy setting and meets essentially a, a thief with a vendetta and uh hijinks ensue and a romance ensues as well a lot of yearning
0: oh i love a bit of yearning oh there's a lot
1: of yearning oh, oh
0: i love a bit of yearning <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, gets oh, you hot <laughs> under the collar this does Ooh, yeah i
1: okay. mean it's it's actually it's really really brilliant Wow. Um, I've been dying to read it for ages. um And yeah, great book. I'm sold. Um, so yeah, I'm reading like both of these at the same time, uh, which is <laughs> probably a bit bad, but um it's just, I can't put either of them down. You know, when you kind of pick them both up and you're like, oh, I'll just read a few pages and a few pages of that. And, you know, I just, I shouldn't have done that. Now I'm hooked.
0: no you're stuck on both. I mean, on both. you've sold me on both of them. So. Thank you very much for adding to my ginormous wish list because I absolutely <laughs> want both of them now. But thank you, this has been honestly such a pleasure. I cannot wait for Godkiller. Everyone needs to, everyone needs to pick it up. Everyone needs to read it. I think by the time this comes out, it's going to pretty much be imminently about to be released. It's
1: so soon!
0: soon. It's so soon. Yeah. Congratulations! It's going to be incredible. Thank you. It's, oh, I'm really excited. Thank
1: you so much.